Welcome back to Cherry Beckert's Government and Public Sector Podcast Series. I'm Srikant Sastry, and I lead advisory services for Cherry Beckert. This episode will focus on efforts underway to restore trust in government by improving customer experience. And I'm Ed Desev, Executive Fellow at the IBM Center for the Business of Government and Coordinator of the Agile Government Center at the National Academy of Public Administration. Declining trust in government is a real problem in our country and around the world. I'm glad we're going to spend some time talking about it today and talking to someone who's helped improve it. Indeed, we're really thrilled to have Barbara Morton here as our guest. Uh, Barbara is the Deputy Chief Veterans Experience Officer at the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. She co-leads a Veterans Experience Office which supports and enables the department to provide the highest quality experiences in the delivery of care, benefits, and memorial services to service members, to veterans, their families, caregivers, and survivors. She is a recipient of the 2022 Samuel J. Hyman Service to America Award for Management Excellence. And Barbara, we're delighted to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. Great to be with you all. So let's get started. Maybe just at the outset here, Barbara, why don't you tell us a bit about your work improving customer experience at the Department of Veterans Affairs? Sure, absolutely. So I joined the Department of Veterans Affairs about 17 and a half years ago, um, started in a different component um, of the organization and came over about seven and a half years ago to help stand up VA's first ever customer experience capability in the Veterans Experience Office. And so our mission is to really elevate the voice of the customer into how we think and do business, how we execute on our mission, how we set strategy and policy um, on behalf of those we serve. And we do that through a number of core capabilities, which I can certainly get into, but I would say that the key um, capability that we bring is really customer experience data in terms of surveys and also the foundational practice of human-centered design. Thank you for your work and its impact. Um, I was looking at a GovExec article last week, and the, what you've been doing in the benefit area is incredible. You've been just smashing your targets. How much of that is due to increased trust of among the veterans and others in your work, and how does that relate to uh, customer experience work? So, I mean, for, for me, what's been interesting as a, as a journey here in VA, so I'll back up a little bit in time, time travel with me for a second, if you will. Um, so, so VA stood up this office um, back in 2015, 2016 timeframe, and it was really in response to a catalyst at the time where we VA had lost trust um, from veterans in the healthcare space at the Phoenix VA Medical Center wait time access crisis. And so that was really kind of a signal to us, a, a wake up call that we really needed to not only focus on core operational measures of performance, like number of claims adjudicated, number of appointments scheduled, number of hearings conducted, all really important measures. But what we had done is we had sort of lost track of a key um, performance indicator in the experience space, which has to be a co-equal measure of our agency performance. And so that was sort of the genesis of this office. Um, I can tell you that in the initial days, obviously, you know, Phoenix was was really the place, um, you know, where we kind of had had lost that trust, and so we wanted to partner early on with our siblings in the Veterans Health Administration on the healthcare side to sort of rebuild um, patient trust. And so we we kind of proved the concept of the value of customer experience through the patient experience program that we built and co-designed with experts in the Veterans Health Administration, and really kind of have established that year over year to sort of you know use the voice 
voice of the customer to teach employees how to deliver great experiences, arm leaders with great practices, and so on and so forth. Fast forward to today, we certainly want to be um, tackling other pain points across veterans and family members, caregivers and survivors journey with VA, which includes the benefit space as well. So we are really kind of focused on the um, compensation experience. We know that oftentimes is the first touch point with veterans and also the transition experience, even before they come to VA. We know that that can be bump a bumpy transition for folks sometimes. So we've done a lot of human-centered design research in both of those areas as well. So in order to um, drive improvements in customer experience, and you've identified several areas here, you know, what tools do you rely on? How do you know that you're actually making an impact on improving customer experience? Yeah, so it, so it really goes back again to that core foundational capability that I mentioned at the outset, which is what we call customer experience data. So foundationally, starting with identifying what problems we want to solve collectively at VA based on what the voice of the customer and what they're telling us is a key issue. So I think there's oftentimes in any organization a tendency to assume that you know what is a, a moment that matters most to your customer. Human-centered design takes the assumption and the guesswork out of it by going straight to the source and asking them, what is your journey like when you're interacting with VA, whether it's benefits, healthcare, memorial services, appeals, and everything in between? Really mapping that on a journey map and identifying those pain points, the moments that matter, the bright spots if they exist, and then kind of tackling those areas in need of improvement using the voice of the customer to sort of design those solutions. So I would say human-centered design, again, very foundational to our work, but it certainly doesn't end there because research for research sake, as we know, is kind of shelfware. You don't want to leave it there. You actually want to then take the next step to translate what you hear into actions you take. And so that's another sort of core foundational capability that we offer. I mentioned at the outset again, whether it's training, leadership practices, communications artifacts, other tangible toolkits to translate what we're hearing into actions we can take very tactically to in empower our employees to deliver great experiences. The third part of that, of course, is measuring on the back end. So great, you did this thing called human-centered design, you then translated it into some tools. What's the so what of it? That's when our kind of survey capability comes in, right? So we can understand, are we making that impact based on this process that we're following? When you talk about uh, measurement, I'm aware of a quarterly report that VA yes. is putting out to the entire world on yes. trust. How is that report? Why did you why did you do it and how is it working? So, you know, for us, I think we well, first of all, we have a, a wonderful um, secretary who is very like minded in terms of wanting to be informed by the voice of the customer to guide thinking and doing at VA. And so he actually charged us to create the first ever trust report, which you mentioned, which is a quarterly report that we VEO publish on behalf of the department. And the goal is to be very transparent with how we're doing with this key performance indicator. Again, this co-equal measure of our agency performance, not just the operational side of the house, but the experience is wrapped around the operations. And so trust, of course, has been identified for many years as VA's North Star. We know that we want to build lifelong lasting relationships with veterans, their families, caregivers, and survivors. And trust has to be sort of at base in terms of what we're aiming for. 
There are other drivers of experience as we define it in VA, and you'll see this, um, you know, in our in our artifacts as well. And that is sort of um, what we call the three E's. So wanting to make an experience easy, wanting to make it effective so veterans get what they need. And then third, and I think probably sometimes most difficult, but most importantly, is making them feel honored and valued um, in every interaction that they have with us. So again, the genesis of this report was A, to be incredibly transparent and to showcase to the world how we are doing from the voice of the veterans perspective, and two, keep us collectively accountable for this key performance indicator. So Barbara, that's that's really, really, really uh, fantastic. And I think that the whole ne nexus back between um, experience and trust is so critical in that you you, you survey them up front, you, you query them, and then you survey them at the back end mm -hmm. um, to know that you're actually making an impact. Ed and I recently wrote an op-ed for government exec uh, that tried to bring some attention to a tool that could help turn trust in government around, as you're mm -hmm. clearly trying to do at, at the VA. It's the OECD's framework for assessing drivers of trust in government institutions. One of the pillars of the framework, and this is a mouthful, is uh, to provide, <laughs> as, as some of these frameworks tend to be, but yeah, we'll, get to the, we'll get to the yeah. gist of it. It's to provide efficient, quality, affordable, timely, and citizen-centered public services mm -hmm. that are coordinated across levels of government and satisfy users. How would you grade the, our federal government today in this area? And perhaps more importantly, what needs to be done to get us where we need to be? Because clearly there's a big divide, you know, between uh, expectations and trust. Sure. You know, how, how would you how would you kind of rate us and what do we need to do? Well, so I would say, you know, I think that any transformation is a, a multi-year journey and it's a journey and a commitment that we as public servants whether we're appointees or career public servants we all have to continually agree that trust matters we have to agree to that we have to pass the torch from one to the next to continue this this transformation um i would say that i think we are in you know and again i wouldn't feel qualified to judge the entire government um, personally i would never presume to be but i think we're on a great trajectory in the sense of you have key policies and drivers that are incredibly important to the operational uh, workings of government. And these, of course, you're very familiar with these, the Customer Experience Executive Order. For those of us who are geeks in this space, that was a thrilling, um, you know, kind of wonderful artifact to come down the pike that the highest levels of the executive branch all the way to the president are saying that this matters, that trust matters, it has to be the way we think and do and deliver services. You have other kind of authorities like the OMB A11 circular, right? That sets the framework, which sounds very similar to the framework that you just mentioned, in terms of setting the common expectations of how we government agencies need to be able to deliver services to members of the public. I think a lot of times, these are sort of aspirational sort of goals. And again, they're multi-year long goals, but I think they're incremental steps that we all collectively can and are taking to improve things like digital services and plain language, things that we come to expect in our normal lives outside of government. We're now bringing them to bear through these wonderful drivers and authorities in our orbit. And I think for me, you know, people always ask me, what do you think the key measure of success will be about customer experience long-term? And I always sort of think about it this way. When people stop talking about how customer experience was never a thing, that's when we've reached success, when it becomes so ingrained in the way we think collectively across government that nobody remembers a time when customer experience wasn't a key performance indicator. That, to me, is a key marker of success. 
Barbara, thank you very much. It's clear to me that one of my objectives, which is to improve the agility of government, to have policies, regulations, programs, all focus on the idea of improving competence and protecting public values. That's what agility is all about. You are a major proponent in the customer experience area of that. Um, and so we applaud you for that. I do think that there are you know, some headwinds, though, in terms of customer, you know, it's great. The nexus between trust and customer experience, I think you're, you're bridging this uh, brilliantly at, at VA. But, you know, as we have yet another threatened government shutdown, as we have other disruptions that are outside of the control of dedicated federal leaders such as yourself, you know, how, how do you, when you talk to folks and, and you and you do the outreach, are they able to differentiate between what is driven by the agency versus other factors that are external and outside of your control? Or do they, does it all kind of get melded together uh, with, with a, you know, with a general disdain for trust? You know, it's, it's a great question. It probably varies um, depending on the topic or issue. But I mean, I, I step in sort of the shoes myself of, as a member of the public. I may not know and sort of care to differentiate between a VA driven, you know, force at play versus something else. So I think, you know, the whole purpose of customer experience is to really allow us to step into the shoes of folks who shouldn't have to know the difference between a driver from within the agency versus outside of the agency. All of those inner workings should be invisible to the person who's getting the services, in my humble opinion. And so I think it probably varies, but I, I know from at least from a from a veteran's perspective, you know, the research that we've done, they see one VA, right? They shouldn't have to know our org chart. They shouldn't have to understand our funding lines. Like that's a burden we, as the, you know, sort of folks inside should remove from them. So they shouldn't feel that as a barrier. And so I think if we can replicate that across all agencies um, and maybe even other branches of government as well, to make those internal operations invisible to those we serve, I think that would be really, you know, kind of a great aspiration to reach. Would the customer experience cookbook be something that uh, perhaps could be, I don't know, uh, uh, replicated across uh, other other entities? Is this something that could be shared? Oh, sure. Well, the cookbook is 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 live and in public. It's out in the wild. So absolutely. We encourage everybody who finds it interesting and useful to utilize it as a framework. Uh, just a quick background on, on the cookbook. So that was an artifact we put together um, a couple of years back based on a lot of conversation we had had in VEO, VAVEO, about people, our siblings and other agencies asking, how did you get started? Where did you start? How did you do this, you know, kind of transformation? And I'll say this to say, VA, we're on a, we're still on a journey. You know, you've never arrived at transformation. It's always an ongoing journey. But we do, we did take, a, you know, a discrete number of steps and, and things that we continue to do to focus on customer experience and make sure the veteran's voice remains at the center. And so our hope is that the cookbook is, A, an interesting document to read. You know, it's, a, it's you know, kind of a vibrant framework to utilize. And it's out there for any of our brothers and sisters across agencies or, frankly, other branches of government to, to leverage and utilize. Well, you know, Thanksgiving coming up, I have to ask you about the cookbook. Yeah, I know it's a different cooking. type of cookbook. <laughs> and there are different customer experiences at play, you know, next week. That's but right. Uh, that's, that's right. right. We wanted you know, to make uh, it fun. You know, I'm a creative at heart. So we wanted to make it, you know, delicious and fun. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of delicious, let's talk about leadership commitment. And mm -hmm. how have you been able to get your mm -hmm. your leaders aligned to this? I mean, clearly, you know, there's, there, there's some change man management types of issues that you've yeah. had to grapple with. 
Yeah, so interesting. So um, so there are a couple things, and we do talk about this a little bit in the cookbook as well. I think, you know, at at base, it's it's about kind of knowing what matters most to your leadership, whether it's your immediate leadership or kind of five layers up. And so for us with, with veteran experience, we've been very fortunate that even administration over administration and every administration, as you know, has different priorities that come in. It's just a natural cycle the way the way things happen. So irrespective of the priority, we've been able to sort of tie the voice of the customer to you know a new leadership team's vision and, and view on how VA should do business. So if a priority is a different way of accountability, hey, this is a great way to hold ourselves accountable to the voice of the customer. If the priority is about you know reaching underserved populations, hey, we, we can do that through using human-centered design to understand what some of those discrete pain points might be of why underserved veteran populations are not engaging with us. So the great thing about the veteran experience and customer experience at large is that it's it's sort of agnostic as to priorities, and really it fits into any type of prioritization or any type of framework that comes across your path. What I would say for me in this role I've been really focused on making sure that VEO and this capability is well known from day one for any new leader, again, at any level coming in. And number two, that we can sort of connect the dots to showcase the value to a certain set of priorities. And that's something that um, we've been able to do, you know, year over year, which is great. Fantastic, Barbara. Ed, do you have anything else you want to ask? I, I don't. I, I think that... Uh... What Barbara's message is needs to be transmitted continually throughout the government and other levels of government. You mentioned those, and we're focusing on not just the federal government uh, at Napa, but we're also focusing on state and local governments, mm-hmm. not only here in the United States, but around the world. So we try to carry your message and the message of customer experience to all those governments. Thank you. Absolutely. And one thing, if I could just add, just on as a closing note, too, I mean, one of the things that I love sharing is a lot of times in the early days, people thought customer experience, it sounded a little abstract, right? And so hardwiring it and bring it bring it from concept in the clouds and bring it down to earth through hard data. You look at our trust scores, you mentioned the trust report, VA trust scores. We went from a 55% trust baseline back in 2015, 2016, to now 79%. So evidence-based proof positive that when you design with, for, and around the customer and you empower your employees to deliver great experiences, you can actually move the needle on this key performance indicator of trust. That's a great, great way to uh, draw this conversation to a conclusion. Thank you so much, Barbara. Ed, as always, great, uh, great uh, working with you. Really enjoyed the conversation. And thanks to all of you out there for listening. Next time, we'll tackle another pillar in the framework to restore trust. Don't forget to sub- subscribe to our podcast and be on the lookout for our next one soon. Ed and, uh, and Barbara, thanks again for this great discussion. Thank you. Thanks so much.